Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about film. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm another host, Liam. And uh, today, for a, a first one for our movies podcast, we've got a guest. I'd like to introduce uh, an old friend of ours, Carly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also not a mouse. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for mouse. <laughs> now, um, Carly, you've you've got a bit of bit of experience in the in the film world yourself, haven't you? Yeah, we didn't just bring Carly on because because we knew her. Yeah, Carly's like our our resident director. She's like our into the into the industry. So, like, at the risk of having decent content for once, and you know. Doing so, something worthwhile listening to, we thought, "Fuck it, let's just get someone on." We'll get someone who, who might actually know what they're talking about. I feel yeah. like if this hinges on me knowing what I'm talking about, you guys are sunk in the water. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, a minus and a minus is a plus, right? So we might <laughs> get there. <laughs> so go on, Carly. Tell us a little bit about your background. I guess not where you're born or anything, but it's like. In film? In, in film, yeah. In film. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I, Carly, love mum. Yeah, hiya. Uh, in 1962. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, have you guys seen the Resurrection film stage? Uh, I had a, a brief look um, when Aaron was on about getting you on. Uh, the one I always remember is Fragile Storm. Yeah. Um, which I still talk about with people now, which was amazing. Well done. Um <laughs> <laughs> but go on, fill us more. Yeah, that that's still going. That's even after all this time from all them years ago. That's still in um, like it's been put in anthologies and stuff like that. And it's still people are still asking for links for it. And obviously, I can't share them anymore. But people are still asking for links. And um, in last a year or so ago, when Jason and Troy went to Comic Con with uh, Lance, who was in it, they had a guy who like broke down uncontrollably at the desk that had queued up for an autograph. And like broke Sorry. down and started telling him. I love the way that you throw out Lance, by the way. Yeah, like, Lance. Just, just yeah. One of, he's one of the guys, you know, <laughs> my mate, Lance. My mate Lance. So I mean, who's, who's Lance? Said happy, said happy birthday on his video, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for, those, for the people who, who might not have seen it, who's Lance? Lance Henriksen. Oh, well, there we go. I recognise that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can he yeah. still um, play uh, the, the game with the knife really well as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, my favourite gif on Twitter now. that is just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you mentioned some other guys there. So you do a podcast with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Me and Jason do a podcast, the Speakeasy Noir cast. Um, and then me, Jason, Mark and Troy do the sort of film aspects, like making new films and new content, content and stuff. It's just me and Jason that do the podcast at the minute. We're trying to get the other guys on as guests, but they don't. They're not the biggest fans of film noir, so it's okay. Kind of okay. Tricky. <laughs> That's and interesting um, because yeah, it's quite like a noir to be fair. Yeah, we Aaron's found some there, really good ones. Totally trying really... to get his way onto the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's quite like film noir, <laughs> if, you know. <laughs> if you want to go on a podcast, you're more than welcome. Hey. We found some crackers and some very strange ones and some really awesome ones, and yeah. we just go off on a. I was um, advertising an episode we did yesterday. 
and when I realised when I was trying to advertise what the, what it was about, it was just me and Jason talking about lactating milk and Gary Oldman <laughs> sniffing people and Jane Reno's trousers. And I thought, this really isn't in the world podcast anymore. <laughs> that actually sounds more like our normal podcast than... Yeah, than, uh, I think you, might, yeah. might be on the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you, if anything, are you working on anything at the moment? Yeah, well, we've, uh, we did a Kickstarter campaign for uh, a murder mystery spoof that we managed to film. Um, and that's with everything coming out of lockdown now. We've been Amazing. starting a bit of a festival run with that. We got into five festivals in a week. Wow, good. So hopefully Sick. it's a good sign. That's, that's amazing. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, it's really fun as well. I'm just trying, trying to think of like how many film festivals I can think of. So it's probably more than I know, to be fair, already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's loads starting about now. There's, I think uh, COVID's created a lot more virtual festivals as well. So there's... Yeah, yeah. Massive, massive options. And what's what's this what's this film called? Uh, the Curious Case of the Murder That Wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds good. Um, we all we quite enjoy um, old style detective shows, you know, like Murder She Wrote, Diagnosis Murder, Columbo. Yeah, can you going to say files, Columbo? All that kind of stuff. So I expect. We, I expected it to be like, oh, and uh, and one more show as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we um, did a, a spoof, basically, of all, them, all those characters in one universe solving a crime. Sounds oh, nice. I'm, I actually really this. want to see this now, yeah. yeah I'll send you the link. We got a guy to play Columbo. He was just uncanny. He's so freaking good at Columbo. It's untrue. We have so many like outtakes that we couldn't put in because he was just being <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. That sounds nice. Do you have to? Do you have to? Are they named after the characters, or do you have to avoid that, or are they gone like like slightly different names, or what have they done? Uh, because so it's, it's, it's like Bullumbo. No, because oh. it was a Kickstarter. And we kind of needed the support of people that would know. We just we just threw caution to the wind and went, Columbo, Mark ben. Sloan, Jessica Fletcher, Zach the dog, we Sherlock Holmes. There's no way. Uh, you know, better to beg for forgiveness than ask permission, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, there's no Miss Tarple or anything in there then. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's for the future film when we get sued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tarple, it's fine. <laughs> well, that sounds ace. So is it a short film or feature length or? Yeah, it's a short. It's a it's a short film, but not as short as what we would normally do. It's it's like knocking on nearly half an hour because we just couldn't cut it. We we wrote two endings for it, and we couldn't figure out which ending, so we put both in. You should have done. Uh, you put both in. Yeah, I'm, say, I'm getting yeah, like Clue, really strong Clue vibes from that. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a really good um, film called Murder by Death, hmm. which actually oh, yeah. has yeah. and it. It's probably a little bit more to that side than Clue. I'm, I'm just thinking because Clue had like seven different endings based yeah. on where you watched it. We were going to do that, but then we realised how much <laughs> pain that pain the arse. Yeah. Hard we work. Just don't have yeah, we yeah. don't have the resources to lock Jason up for like six months to do five different endings in five different <laughs> websites with like 15 <laughs> different people because I mean he's the director so if he's in enough if he's locked away in his house for like six months he's not directing shit and we've got no idea <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah it's a surprise ending because I've not done it <laughs> yeah pretty much 
<laughs> cool. Okay. Well, as we've got a guest on this, we thought, you know, our dealer's choice. Um, I was going to call you Hannah then. Carly can pick the <laughs> film and she chose. What did you choose? Hannah. Hannah, in case you didn't guess from my near, near slip up. Or the episode <laughs> title. <laughs> or the episode title, which, by the way, was tricky to find. I knew exactly what it was as soon as you said it, but I texted Aaron because I was like, okay, well, where can I watch it? Is it on anywhere? And um, no is the answer. Title. No is the answer, yeah. yeah. But I searched on Netflix and Amazon Prime and that, and an interesting one on Netflix came up, and it was called... Was this the one you messaged um, me about? Yes, Hannah in Society. It's a 1940s film. It's all in Dutch, and it... Nice. I watched oh, I watched the whole trailer, and it was not good good viewing, but I was this close to coming in with just, just for the fuck of it, just with a review of that instead. <laughs> so, yeah, Liam comes in and says, I really liked it, but... I don't really understand Dutch, to be honest. And we're going, yeah, if I could have just known what they were saying, it would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why did you choose Hannah? Um, Hannah is actually one of my favourite modern films ever. Okay. I really, really like that film. And I think it's a little bit underrated and gets bashed a little bit too much, my liking. Yeah, because that was my first reaction to it. Because obviously you said, you said Hannah, and I was like, okay, I remember that film coming out. I... Never saw it at the time, so first time viewing for me. And the only other thing I could have really told you about it previously was that I knew they made an Amazon series about it mm-hmm. recently. And so mm-hmm. that sort of ran for a couple of series and about the extent of my knowledge on it. Yeah, me too, to be fair. But within five minutes, I kind of knew why we were watching it. Am I still correct in thinking that Eric Banner is pretty much the love of your life? Uh, yes. One day okay. we will meet, he will realise... <laughs> And you guys are invited to the wedding. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good to know. It's only fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah, like, so we're, like we were involved in that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know he was in the film. And then I was like, I, was like, I know why we're watching this. I do like, this all the time. I know why she people. likes this. I do this all the time. They'll go, what film are we watching? I'll go, oh, this really obscure film. And then suddenly, five minutes later, Keanu Reeves' face appears. And they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Ha <laughs> Fox <Fox-tube. laughs> <laughs> uh, So, I think, what do you want to do, Aaron? Do you want to, uh, we, uh, give us an overview? Well, yeah, we'll, like we'll a, hit the, the background we'll to brief it. plot. So, um, it's 10 years old for, uh, from director Joe Wright, who, previous to this, I think, was generally known for doing more of his, like, um, costume drama type things with... Generally, with Keira Knightley in it as well, so you like Pride and Prejudice and Atonement and that kind of thing. He then does this, I think, and then he's got like Anna Karenina goes back to do that, and he's got The Darkest Hour, and then he recently um, has come out with a film called Woman in the Window, and that was an interesting one for me because I read the book when the book came out for it was kind of really looking forward to the film. The book was a bit controversial when it came out because the guy who wrote the book, the kind of the New Yorker did an expose on him, basically saying that he made up a bunch of stuff that he came out with, uh, saying that he had cancer and a brain tumour and his mum had died from cancer and his brother had died from like a suicide. And it turns out none of that was actually true, that he'd not had 
or he he not had cancer and his mum was still alive. And he just said, oh, well, I've got bipolar and that's why I made it all up. And everyone's like, I don't, that's not a thing. Like what? So so there was a whole thing. And and the book, to be fair, aside from the weird author, who for his debut novel used a pseudonym as well, which I'm always a bit, always feels a bit weird, but whatever. Sounds a bit self-wanky that. Yeah, but the book was actually quite good. I quite enjoyed Maybe the book. Maybe that's self-preservation, though, because if I wrote something that I thought was potentially either ripped off or shite, <laughs> maybe I'd go for a pseudonym just on the off chance that somebody either yeah. realised it was shite or ripped off. Yeah, that, that's true. That, Sim- that Simpsons bit. It was him. <laughs> 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 I was expecting he's just got a big curly moustache. Yeah. Like, My name's Mr. Scrub. <laughs> Monocle and a top hat and just blends into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the book itself I thought was quite good. Sort of a slow burn thriller. It's basically like Rear Window, but not Rear Window as well, if for anyone who's... But then it, it gets turned into a film, which was meant to come out last year. Obviously, nothing came out last year. Uh, it ends up then just getting up dumped on Netflix, pretty much. Uh, I think, I can't remember who... Fox, I think it was, obviously, with them merging with Disney, everything kind of got mixed up, and they just was like, no, well, we're valid enough, we'll just sell it off to Netflix. Um, I watched that, because I was all prepared to do an episode on that film as well. I watched that the other night with Shell, who'd also read the book, and we both went, this is not very good, to be honest. (laughs) So, probably not missing much on that one, everyone, and we're not going to do an episode on it, sod it, so we'll just do, do, we'll cover it here instead. That's my five five (laughs) minutes on it instead. Um, But the film that we're actually here to talk about. Basically, it's about a girl, sort of teenage girl, who's been raised by her father sort of in isolation. And she's been sort of trained to be the perfect assassin to the point where it's sort of, this is all she knows kind of thing. That's her entire world. And then one day when... She feels ready. She feels ready, isn't it? More than him, to be fair. She feels ready. It's uh, She sort of wants to go out into the world and he says, okay, well, meet me in Berlin. And then he kind of alerts to the CIA, to their presence. Yeah, it's like, whenever you're ready, set off this tracker and then they'll come, Yeah, basically. <laughs> but as they come, I'm going to do one. So Pretty much. Leave <laughs> you with them. Yeah. See you later, love. I'm going to go and swim the Antarctic. See you a bit Yeah. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes from there. And obviously then you've got the CIA. So that's uh, Saoirse Ronan is, is Hannah. And oh, Eric I'm Banner. impressed with that. How many times did you practice saying the name before you started this? Uh, I had to write it down phonetically. few times. I've, <laughs> I, she, was in, um, she was in Little Women recently. And that was on a podcast that I listened to quite a bit. And they talked about it quite a lot. So I've kind of picked it up from there. They talked about the pronunciation quite a lot. They just said it. It does sound weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eric Banner plays a father and Kate Blanchett plays the head CIA agent who's there to track her down and and kill the both of them, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I I got that one fairly. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty nailed on. No spoilers. So, I mean, what we'll generally do now, Collie, is just general thoughts and then we'll kind of walk through the film I've got, like, I write notes, but they're like, this is weird. Like, just <laughs> I, like, my first, my like, yeah. Holy shit. 
Yeah. Okay, that's a lot better. So my first note... Yeah, I'm, I'm used to the film noir where if you don't write it down, you blink and, some, and like you're in a vortex and something happens. And then okay. you talk about lactating cows. <laughs> that's fair because... But like, to keep snapshot, my first note is, that's a well-trained deer. So... <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to f- figure out for like 10 years whether that is an actual deer or stock footage. Well, do you actually think they shot the deer? Cam- like, is camera that, shot. Is that, have they I managed mean... to come across a deer and filmed it? Or is that stock footage? And then we made Dark Winter and we managed to have a deer in our woods. Now, I know for a fact that we couldn't afford a deer in our woods. So, <laughs> dark voyage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. I just assumed it was. Like a puppet, like a stuffed stuffed one. It doesn't look like CGI. <laughs> no, if it's good, it looks real. Good CGI. Like, yeah, I mean, this had a thirty million budget and it made sixty point. It made sixty five, so effectively, it made five million. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's probably a puppet with some really nice insides. Yeah. That, I think that those bits were filmed like on location in Finland, so they felt it. My my knowledge of Finland is that there's probably just deer roaming around everywhere anyway. Maybe they kill a deer. When I went to Canada and stuff, and we saw this one deer that was kind of just walking through, we we're like, "Oh my god, be really quiet around it!" And all of a sudden, we turned around and there was like ten, and they were just not. Asked, <laughs> so maybe that's just how they are. I don't know. Films have lied to me about deer. <laughs> You just sneeze and Charles like, oh, well done, Aaron. So I sneeze. I'm not allowed to sneeze. All the deer have gone, really. Yeah. Well done. We've waited 10 years to see them, but thank you. Aaron, what were your what were your thoughts on the film? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Although, if you asked me in 10 years if what I thought about it, I reckon I'd be hard-pressed to say too much. I don't think it was all that memorable for me. Um, yeah. Not a bad way to spend a couple of hours. There are much worse films out there you can watch, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be singing its praises, shall we say. Yeah. I mean, you know what I will remember is those freaky as fuck blonde eyebrows because mm. the whole yes. film, that was a horror film. Um, <laughs> it's the blue eyes with it as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking like seared into my brain. Can you but... imagine if you pulled your curtain back and saw that? I would absolutely shit myself. Like, I, might, I mean, I would if my any face was there, to be fair. But... <laughs> no, but it's the piercing blue eyes and like yeah. no eyebrows. True. Yeah. Oh, it's fucked up. It's like, <laughs> is she like albino or is she just like wicked fair? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I've kind of got similar thoughts to you, Aaron. I thought it was, I enjoyed it. It was just, it took some, made, they made some odd choices editorially i felt and we'll come to that through my comments yeah okay. um but yeah i mean in, in terms of like you know just a, an action we kind of yeah, you could call it an action film it's pretty heavily action based i thought it was pretty good the story was decent enough and it went you know I, <clears throat> excuse me I, I much more enjoyed the parts around hannah sort of discovering what life's really like than a, than a, um than probably the rest of the film did you? Uh, that's interesting because a lot of people say the other way around. Yeah, I would have really said. I would have like said the, the other the way bits around. Where she's trying to, you know, where she's finding out about the world, and they're like, "Get rid of that." We wanted to go and headbutt people and chop people's bits off. And there maybe wasn't enough 
chopping people's bits off. But <laughs> I did, I, I did quite like those breathers. You know, it's you kind of add some depth to the character a little bit, rather than just being a killing machine. And you, you, you would that would have to be in the film anyway to to fit a certain formula, kind of that fish out of water scenario. But yeah, I quite liked them. Uh, maybe I think it was the performance that was, was the best because I thought she was generally pretty good throughout the whole film. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll come to scores at the end, but yeah. totally fine, totally, totally serviceable, but probably wouldn't rush to, to watch it again for a while. If it was on, I'd watch it again, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That should, be, that should be our new rating model if it was on. Like it's on TV. No. <laughs> yeah, like it's on, it's on E4. Friday, it's Thursday night, nine o'clock. What's on on a Thursday night? I don't know. It's Cocoa Box on on a Thursday night. No, it's Friday. Okay, yeah, then I wouldn't turn it off then. I'd, I'd leave it on. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Carly, wait, go on. Tell us why we're wrong. Well, no, you're not, because I think I look at it differently, though. I look at it from a, from a filmmaking point of view, not an audience member. Mm-hmm. So when I look I, you at know what, it, I think it's the filmmaking parts of it, though, that I thought. I'm not that impressed with this. It felt a little bit amateur film's the wrong word, but sort of like indie or trying to be indie sort of yeah. thing. Can't believe Liam, you've just said, right, give us your opinion. And then she's got four words in and you've got her off. Fuck you! <laughs> to, to be fair, I did reach to get this. I've been trying to Sorry, go on, Carly. <laughs> well, I don't know, because again, though, you're not wrong because I can see the kind of indie tricks and indie merits in it even though it's not an indie film it's just masquerading as one essentially mm. but like i really enjoy films where they bookend so okay. the opening scene and the end scene brings it in a full circle yeah and it's been a while since i watched a film that did this as well as this one okay that's interesting you should watch mortal kombat he starts off in a fight in gym and he ends in a fight <laughs> in gym just <laughs> just watch those two scenes because the rest of it's shit <laughs> I have heard, not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to our last podcast on it, to be fair. That was yeah, probably better than watching the film. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. And it's like when you watch, like, the first 10 minutes. I was always taught when you're writing scripts, the first 10, the first 10 pages are whether you, whether you gain or lose somebody. Hmm. And the first 10 minutes of this film, it, even, like, I've not... I've seen really, really talented people that can't do this. In the first 10 minutes, it basically establishes every single thing that you need to know and even tells you what's going to happen through the entire film. So you get like, bam, she speaks God knows how many languages. She tells us the narrative in the different languages, what's going to happen, where she's going, who she's meeting. Um, You see that she's never beaten him before. So obviously that indicates if she does, something's going to happen. Um, she doesn't know basic information, she doesn't know music, she doesn't know the world, she doesn't know this, it's just the two of them. She's there's the loneliness established. Um, you get all the fake story, you get the fairy tale that runs through it, the grim fairy tale, completely established in the first 10 minutes, as if like this is the grim fairy tale that would have had a Disney ma- Disney movie made off it. This this is like the bad version of the nice Disney film that everybody likes. Um, and also within, I think, the first 10 or 15 minutes, she beats him, which signifies a change, and kicks it all into gear. That's incredible to do that in 10 pages. Shit, maybe. two people 
<laughs> maybe we're wrong, Gary. Maybe this was a sick film. Not only are we but wrong. Then again, yeah. then again, though, that's not an audience member isn't going to go, oh, well, I understand in 10 pages of script writing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but no, I got, to be fair, I got that from it. Yeah, it's a technical point of view that I appreciate it from, not an audience. And I can see where the audience would, would have gripes. It's good of you. So, yeah, what, what we're saying is... <laughs> not, I'm a people not, personally, <laughs> I'm a people person. <laughs> not only were we wrong, uh, the Academy were also wrong for not giving yeah. the best picture. Pretty much. Or at least a screenplay, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a lot of gripes with the Academy, so this is just one of many. Yeah, we, we did a podcast on that as well recently. So <laughs> yeah, in which we, we argued for <laughs> we argued for a while over what should win, and then decided whatever's going to win, it's not going to be the right choice. So, <laughs> so I think we ended on who gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all bought <laughs> for anyway. So yeah. pretty much, yeah. Um, but okay. no, I, I really like that that opening bit actually. Mm. Um, for the for the same reasons, like really establishes the characters in the in the scene really really well um I got, I got very strong uh and it's purely aesthetic i guess but it's very strong um batman begins vibes from that beginning yeah sort of the training yeah. in the snow kind of thing that was very and that's a film i really like so i was in from that point yeah mm. it, it, it does a very good job of sort of gripping you i guess from this point should we say spoilers on now yeah, because this straight away, this is where the first note came, and that's a well-trained deer. First thing you pretty much see is her going and shooting an arrow into a deer. Not like an old woman, like an <laughs> animal. Ah, but um, that's the bookend, because at the very last scene, she does shoot, <laughs> she shoots it into a little... She shoots a, a deer, <laughs> an old deer. <laughs> um, Did you like my spoiler alert weird noise? <laughs> was, that, was that what that oh, was? I did like it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's yeah, better it's than like, the horn we usually use. Yeah, it's like um, <laughs> dogs go nuts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so at, at first she's she's in the forest, she's hunting a deer, and then a dad comes along and gets her, and he's like, look, if, you, if you're not paying attention, you'll get killed. I could have killed you or something like that. You're dead. And then, I don't know, where should go next, Darren? She takes it back, and he's like, look, you, you're pretty strong now, so if you want to go, it's up to you to ring this ring this alarm and they'll come for us. Which they do. What happens next, as I'm trying to think back. I watched it over multiple days. I was gonna say, yeah, this is a level of detail that I've not got on my notes, to be fair. Okay, no, in fact, <laughs> no, I'm 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 at least I'm, i found my note, my the where the next note comes in. So then he fucks off after she after she sets the the thing going. Yeah. To get the CIA to come. And then she fucking rips these SWAT agents to pieces and it's pretty good. But I felt like, and not just in this scene, but from here on outwards, it's like, it just doesn't, it, it takes like a complete left turn. And just like from a music point of view, it felt like it could have been so much more subtle than it was. It goes like a matrix sort of bump, 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 yeah. bump, 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 like so all the way through. You know what the thing was? Yeah. I, so I, I looked this up. It's, uh, it's the Chemical Brothers who did the score for the film. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad score. It didn't seem really to like for me. I don't know. Yeah, I did you? Yeah. See, I, thought... I liked it towards the end. I like the more sinister, like the more sinister kind of stuff. But in the opening, I, I do agree. When she's like running through that bloody facility, and all you hear is like, "Dead, dead, dead," and the lights are going, "Dead, dead, dead." It's like, oh, I'm not having an epileptic fit. Can we get to the end? I think, but I think like, and obviously the point is to to go. Okay, well, 
this is normal, and then she's kicked into gear, and this, this is the fucking the soundtrack to a badass life. But it, yeah, it just took me. It didn't really. I didn't really feel like it fit. Certainly not at first. She and, did a little bit less killing as the music got more like. Let's kick everyone in the face with the music. She stopped kicking people in the face with her feet. <laughs> it's funny. For a I little mean, while. You kind of like, <laughs> so the next thing is she kind of ends up, she gets captured into this facility, doesn't she? Hmm. And <clears throat> jumping ahead a little bit, I guess, but kind of coming back to that point about the score and everything, because she, she breaks out of the facility and there is this sort of chase slash escape moment where she's in this. And, and like I say, the, the, there's this sort of... Very Chemical Brothers style, obviously their own thing kind of kicks in. But I really like that. I I don't know. I neither. I, you I, I found that I found that scene kind of charming in a real in a weird way. I think it was probably my favorite favorite part of the film. To be fair, because it does. This is where like the the quasi indie stuff sort of comes in because it's like it just these like mad camera spins and flips and stuff like yeah. that. And like quick, like little spinning cut to her going the opposite direction, shit like that. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of like almost a bit of a throwback sort of filmmaking with it. Did you notice she was going down the same places as well? They just flipped the image. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a classic indie, no budget trick because we've done that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks entirely different. No one will know. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a filter on it. It's a totally different location. It should have just green screen the same thing going behind like Scooby-Doo afterwards. Like, <laughs> plant, clock, plant, yeah. clock. That was, that was the other thing I, I noticed, particularly in that scene as well is I think you could tell that this was a guy who'd not really done action films before. Yeah. Like you could tell he was from a different background of filmmaking because it was just not like any action film you really watch. Like it's, no. it doesn't look like John Wick. It doesn't look like the Fast and the Furious films or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was really cool. I like the, this is the plot point of obviously they bring in the, the, uh, oh, what's her name? Kate Blanchett. The fake, the fake Marissa. Pop. Yeah. The fake Marissa that comes in. That was a badass sort of, kill. Yeah, with the with the little earpiece thing, and then she has that whole because that's Michelle Dockery. I'll give her a shout out. She's in The Gentleman, and I think she's in Downton Abbey. Is it as well? So that's more. That's more his speed. Yeah. So they're both kind of, I don't know, from that background. But yeah, um, I thought that bit was really cool as well, where she kind of kills her and, and shoots out all the cameras and everything before escaping. Mm. How many cameras do you need in a room? Jesus, by the way. <laughs> At least hide them better. They're just like six yeah. inches. In they're not even circle. in useful positions. They're in the middle of the room. Why are they not at the yeah. top? Why, why yeah. is it not movable CCTV eyeballs? What's that about? The CIA are thick. We could do a better job than them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then she does escape, and some like there's some trucks going over, like a manhole that she's coming out of. This my next note is. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Um, <laughs> oh no, I think I've deleted it. Where's it gone? Maybe I just thought it. What was you I gonna say, Aaron? You were gonna say, "How did they not see her?" Yeah, that, and also that car was going like 50 miles an hour. That would have ripped her fucking arms off. She tried to like, <laughs> just grabs on under, like from an old cover and just fucking clings on. Apparently, Car- cartoon style is just a pair of cut off arms on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Did you not see them rocks though? With fucking like, them tires, yeah, well to survive. I did well to survive. Jesus. Uh, I've got a note, but it was tongue in cheek saying, yeah, this film's good, but wouldn't it be cooler if a boy was in it? But I think I was just on right wing Twitter. Like... <laughs> um, were, were you channeling you're in a Donald Trump at that point? 
yeah basically <laughs> i don't really think that but by the way if anyone's if anyone's listening or upset by that i feel like i lost notes did you just not write them down maybe I, well yeah basically go on so what happens next oh no it's just all over the place the next oh, yeah, no, she no ends subtitles up- sorry did, okay so i pirated this <laughs> on the versions you watched was the subtitles in it no no okay oh no there is at some points but not the yeah, page, i not think many. you're on about yeah it's interesting isn't it just like a i quite like that yeah i know what you're saying i think i think there is there is some points from memory now um but there is a few points where there isn't and you kind of you do sit there going am i am i yeah. meant to know what's going on yeah if only That's i spoke okay. whatever language this is then i'd know what's going on arabic yeah <laughs> <laughs> You got any notes around this bit, Carly? Um, this this is the bit of the film that I the only bit of the film that I'm not overly keen on. That if I need to go and get a beer or have a cigarette, then I will do so while it's still playing. So much so that even if we're just talking about it, you're like, I need to go get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is effectively what happens. Ah, oh, oh gosh, she's popped her head out. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> There's that little annoying girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who's definitely overemphasizing her accent, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do enjoy that little bit, though, where she's like, she claims her as her own. She's like, oh, she can't speak English. She's from Sri Lanka. Like, I can't, <laughs> it's mine. And then just oh, leaves her in the middle of the fucking desert. That little girl, I've got a note saying, I want to punch that English girl. No one <laughs> in the history of the world has ever said Vomalicious. I fucking hated her. I now, fucking hated I, her. I love what, what, line where what's she out of? Like, well, here's the thing. Her. I don't know if either of you guys have seen a film called The Lobster. No. Don't I don't so. know if I want to. It's by a guy. So it's by a guy called uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. He did uh, The Favourite that came out a couple of years ago that won a few awards and stuff. And it was his film before that. Now, it's about... Uh, it's got Colin Farrell in it. And it's in a world where... If you've not uh, got a wife or husband or permanent partner by like the age of 35 or something like that, you get turned into an animal. Okay. Um, and if you get over what? a certain if you get over a certain age and you're still single, they basically put you in this hotel complex kind of thing. And then you get given so many days to partner up with somebody else in there, or else you get turned into animals. And uh, he turns up with a dog who was his brother at one point, and it's but the whole thing is, I'm sidetracked a little bit. It's a good film. People should watch it. It's really fucking weird. Um, but she plays a girl who keeps get, who's in the hotel and she keeps getting nosebleeds. And obviously she's like, she seems a lot older and it only came out like four years after this film. So it really threw me, that did, that I was like... She's the same age as us, or a year, year younger. Yeah, she's, yeah. So she's like, in this film, she's obviously right. like early 20s, I guess. Hmm. And but, but she seems, someone a seems lot to be younger. playing somebody a lot younger. And then I guess by that point, she was like a few years down the line, she was playing somebody who was 25, who's meant to be the same age as Colin Farrell. Like it yeah, just well, really she... really threw me, that did when I found that she... out. I was like, well, she she must there's just been like 15 years between these two films. <laughs> <laughs> She's from uh, the end of the fucking world, if anyone's ever seen that. Channel Four. It's, it's on my series, watch list. Yeah, it's pretty good. She, she's back to playing like a sixteen-year-old though, in it. Um, but that's pretty good. There's, I think there's a new series, maybe. But I knew I recognised it from somewhere. But yeah, I fucking hated her in this. 
yes. with a passion. Agreed. Hated the whole like, family. I liked her dad. Her dad reminded me of Street a lot when he's like, I just wanted to stop fucking Zane Vomitorium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll Where give you that. Dad parents? was pretty sound. I'll be honest. I liked, I liked both the parents, but I think I struggled to separate it from I've liked these people in other things that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Olivia Williams, who plays the mum, I think she's ace in, like, uh, a couple of things. She's in The Father as well, which for anyone who listened to our award show... She's uh, really good in a horror film called Below. Okay. I've not seen that one. It's like a World War... It's a World War... I don't know if it's World War One or Two. Yeah. But it's um, she's on a a submarine. She gets picked up, and the submarine uh, is being, like, haunted, and they don't know what... They think it's the German soldiers that they've taken on board that are causing the issues and it's there's like a whole couple of twists on there but it's a really really good horror film okay oh that's cool um and he yeah, is of course out of the league of extraordinary gentlemen i was going to say well she's also in uh rushmore for anyone who's not seen that recommend that one bill murray and jason schwartzman both play like a, an adult and a child who are vying for affection quite a fun film um but then yeah him is jason fleming who's in like every Guy Ritchie film and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But Lockstock, Snatch, all of those films. Quatermass Experiment, he was really good in that. The what? The Quatermass Experiment. No, I heard that. I've not seen yeah, that one. I'm not seen that I'm one sure either. Sure, he was in that. Sure, I recall him being in that. When uh, they did it live, uh, like, oh God, I say a couple of years ago, it could have been 10 years ago now. Can help a couple of years just blends into everything. Um, <laughs> you say a couple, couple of years, it's, yeah, it's 2019, it's right? Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was really good. Okay. Uh, the other thing you might know him from, Liam, is he was in X Men First Class. What do you mean, you people? X Men First <laughs> Class. What was, he in, what was he in First Class? You won't recognize him because he, he was Zazel, was he? Yeah, the big red guy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. me. I knew I recognized him as Zazel in it. But, um, but I think, yeah, he's, he's another actor that whenever he shows up in something, I'm like, he's he's usually pretty good. Uh, I think he was in Kick-Ass as well, maybe. He might have been. Might have but been. anyway, yeah. Okay, this is where something that fucked me right over. And Carly, you might have a little bit of um, insight as to why this might have been done. But there's a scene where Hannah and stupid bitch girl are in a tent together, having a chat. Sophie, for a, her actual character name, by the way. <laughs> I think I was right. <laughs> um, and the 180 degree rule just keeps consistently, needlessly being broken. The, this is like, it's just keeps going between close ups of the faces, mm. but then it just keeps swapping, but to them both on the same angle. If I, I was like, why? I, I was like, why is this happening? Like, I'm not a filmmaker. I know you don't do this. I'm offended by this. Yeah, like, why is this being done? If, if you're... It, it's confusing. Like, it, it's confusing to the audience. Am I the only one that's noticed this? Am I actually a film genius? Or was there a reason for it? It might be. It's like a curse. You'll never watch a film ever again without criticising it. I don't. That's the problem. If, uh, if I mean, the podcast like, is the same thing to go by. Yeah, literally, I'm like... <laughs> I was trying to think of like nice things. Like I, I'm actually enjoying this film, but I can't write anything nice about it. What's happening? <laughs> to be fair, like stuff like that, though, it can be as simple as like editing, or it could be as simple as not getting the shots that, not having the shots you thought you did, 
and being lumbered with whatever you have. Having so, to reuse and redo and... Yeah, I was just going to say, we, uh, you, you did it as well, to be fair. We, probably 10 years ago when this was being made, no, probably longer than that, we were doing a similar, like, did student films, didn't we, in, in mm-hmm. college and stuff. And that's one I thing I've... Award. That's one thing I've always... Well done. That's one thing I've always found is, like, when you sit down in the editing room, you go, oh, we haven't got the thing we thought we had. You thought you had it. With all the best will in the world, you may not And I wonder... It if that ever happens to the professionals or if it's just me it being a dickhead all the time it yeah. happens all the time unless you're like marvel you can't go the cost to go and get an actor to refilm a scene it's not just getting him to come and down and refilm something you've got to have all the sound all the crew all the lighting the studio the location the costume the makeup people for one scene to be refilmed yeah if you're if you're if, you're, if you've not got endless money that could cripple you that's your entire marketing gone yeah on two scenes i get that and then it comes but i don't down know how to, this mistake happened but it comes down to is it worth it are you going to sacrifice your marketing budget for one scene that 60 percent of people won't know or realize i'm outraged um we are the 40 percent <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm in the 60. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really pissed me off. I'm going to send you. In the 60, it's just nice bliss. When you get into the other side, it's just you can't watch, even watch an advert. So, yeah. I'm, I'm so mad about it. But yeah. I'm going to find where it was and I'm going to send it to you, Aaron. And hopefully you notice it now because it fucked me off. <laughs> Plus, also, there's people that purposely go against uh, yeah, the but, rules. But, as yeah, well, I totally get say, that. That's why you know, I was thinking. Yeah, they think, but then it's. If they're going to purposely go against the rules, you would assume that that would run throughout, not yeah. just in two or three bits. And it's literally, it's one yeah. scene where they're lying in bed facing each other. So close from one person's face is like this. The other person's face should be like this. But they're both like this. So it'll yeah. cut from one person, then the other person, as if they're facing the same direction. You've got to make sense. this the YouTube clip now, because no one knows what you're on about on a podcast. <laughs> Maybe. I've enjoyed seeing him tilt his head left and right, though. So I've just got some. I've got some water in me. That's all it is. <laughs> fucking, so I get it out. Um. So yeah. So she goes on the run with this family for a little bit, and then there's some um, the most stylish German dude ever. Just. Owns exclusively Sergio Tacchini jackets. <laughs> Hangs around in weird German bars that seem very stereotypical, but... That are called safari as well, when the whole recurring theme of Hannah being an animal and women being an animal, and he owns a place called safari that's a strip club. Yeah. He's obviously pleasant. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I mean the whole thing as well to me was like, um, you know, I, I'll, I'm... Very German looking. I've got a very German accent and I hang around in a weird Euro bar with two skinhead Nazis. It's like, yeah. Sounds like okay. your stag do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it not is for, like not American... for general public, that one, Liam. <laughs> it, it is like American History X. Yeah. It meets like Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Having said that, another actor who I really like, to be fair, Tom Hollander plays the. The German. Spider-Man fame. <laughs> no, this is Tom Hollander. He's he's, uh, he's extra. <laughs> he's got that. Oh, he's so extra. He's so extra in this film, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's more Holland than, than Spider-Man. 
But he's in, uh, he is in, in the loop, is my recommendation for him, which is the thick of it film he did. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he's in the thick of it. He wasn't in the thick of it, no, but he was in the film, yeah. He's in, he's in heaps as well. Uh, what was the sitcom he did? Rev, if anyone saw that. Anyway, not neither of you to have, so I'm just talking to Viva. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an actor I really like, and I thought actually I thought he was quite quite good in it. Um, yeah. I will I will Whist- say whistles a lot. That whist- whistle was dubbed. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I say DR. Very hard to hit that pitch. Well, talking about actors as well, I've sort of mentioned a few of the, the uh, supporting actors. I think Saoirse Ronan is amazing in it but I think she's amazing in pretty much everything I've seen her do. So I just, maybe that's like base level for her. She's like barely even trying and she's already she's like She's just amazing. turned up for work like, eh, whatever, got no eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. work. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Irish, uh, German, 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 German. Got it, got it. Come on. <laughs> I guess that seemed like her, her like preparation to get that and tinting her eyebrows, like you say. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought she was amazing in it as well. Yeah, she um, was really good. So yeah, after that, they, we move on to... We see her dad for a little bit. Yes. Well, this is where, coming back to your point about he's not an action guy, kind of showed, I think, a little bit. They, they do this one-shot scene where he's, he kind of... Well, it's not all one shot, but he's, he's walking to like a subway system or whatever, a train station. And there's obviously like CIA dudes like hiding, like spying on him, following him around. And then it goes, when he gets on the platform, it cuts to this like, you know, minute, two minute long fight scene. And it's shot quite nicely. But whether it's a, a limitation because he's not an action guy, or again, like Carl said, it could be budget or, you know, time with that's one shot. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That is what, one from, entire from, shot. From the whole walk, was it? The whole thing is one shot. Was it? That's pretty yeah. good. I don't, because, I, I don't remember that bit. I remember the fight being, but I can't remember before. Yeah, because that's, I think that they had, that's arguably one of the best shots of that, um, of that kind of style that, again, I've seen in a while. Obviously, if you had more money and better actions, if you had no. Jean-Claude Van Damme in there, then that would have been even more impressive, but for one take, one shot, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's there's hidden cuts in there that you can kind of see, probably more than likely, I think. But yeah, it, it like it's done very very well. But because they're using the actor, mm. probably time and budget constraints, the the punches, the action does always seem to land. Doesn't seem like there's much weight to it, mm. and that's just Eric Banner's Maybe not a fighter in real life. Yeah. yeah, and like, there'd be like a punch. A dance. Yeah, yeah, but there would be a punch, and it doesn't seem like there's actually much power behind it. But someone will fucking, you know, proper hit the deck off it, and then later on, there's somewhere there's, I'll get to it. But there's a slow motion fight right near the end, and there's stuff that's clearly not, not hitting. You know, this is stump, it's stage fighting, quite obviously. And again, the action itself. For the most part, especially with um, Hannah, I thought was who was better. The action itself is actually pretty good with the fights, but I can see that actually no, he's like he's not a an action director, and 
like you say, there's probably some some constraints that they've had in there. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from it. This is just pure me going, it's, okay, well. It's just different, I think. That's the thing. So mm-hmm. instead of, yeah. like, if it was done by, like I say, the guy who does the John Wick films or... Or The Raid or some shit. Or, yeah, or, like, the Russo Brothers or something, you could tell that there'd be, like, lightning-fast cuts between all sorts of things. Mm. Whereas this is, like Carly said, it's just one shot. It's like a steady cam, sort of pan, almost panned around the entire thing. It's almost like a theatre dance. Yeah, as yeah. A, as a fight scene. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I do have a note after that saying, I wish I was a spy slash highly trained individual. So it actually did something I for I was me. a spy as well. Yeah. I just want to be able to do that shit. Beat someone up. five, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be shit, but I'll have a good time for two weeks. I can but keep this, secrets. That sounds like me every time I watch a James Bond film. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I can play cards and get drunk. Yeah, I've had sex with a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm James Bond. Yeah. MI6, you, you know got what? any jobs going? <laughs> every time I used to watch, I was obsessed with the X-Files. And every time I watched the X-Files, and they, I even had their own little flip phone that they had as well, the Nokia nice. one. I was like... Pff, pff, and every time I answered the phone, I genuinely convinced myself. I was like, I'm Dana Scully. I'm <laughs> the FBI. I'm and when I realised after like 10 years that you had to be an American to be in the FBI, I sat and cried. Ruined yeah, it. It's, it's some yeah. bullshit. The X-Files fucking lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, watching Spooks was just not the same, was it? No. <laughs> after that, we've got that she's stowed away on the camper van, hasn't she? By yeah. this point, and they go from Morocco to Spain. Yeah, I figure out where they'd gone to. <laughs> I know they'd left Morocco, but other than that, yeah, I didn't even know they were in Morocco at first. I was like, because I just assumed it was in America. I was like, where the fuck is she? I was just wondering, like, and fair by the way, fair play to her. She makes the desert look a breeze. I remember, <laughs> like, like, you remember Breaking Bad was like, he has like a day in the desert and he's fucked up, like. He's, Lifts and lips and all that shit. Considering like how pale skin she is, she doesn't. She doesn't look half bad after a day in the after desert. After a million, she don't need that suntan. Yeah, shit. maybe she's so pale that she reflects it. <laughs> she <laughs> like gets sort of suntan. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else around us a bit like fucking <laughs> <laughs> radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so she's she's got to Spain. Yeah. So after that, they're kind of they're in Spain, and she reveals to the family that she kind of stowed away. She reveals to Sophie, or what was your name stupid for Leo? Stupid, stupid bitch girl. Stupid bitch girl. Uh, Probably. S- in sandals. SBG. 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 She reveals to SBG that she stowed away, and then eventually, she kind of them two become friends, or. Possibly more than friends. There's mm-hmm. a subplot mm-hmm. going on there that I'll let the internet talk about. Um, <laughs> but they, they do go out with, like, they try to go out with some boys and they kind of do what teenagers do, I guess. And she, so she's kind of being shown this normal way of being. Yeah, we've all sat around a village Til. watching Spanish people play guitar and shout in the street. Till. In a tutu. To be fair, uh, have we all waited for a boy to try and kiss us and then pulled out our first martial arts? <laughs> Which is weird, right? Because she went, we're going to kiss now. And he's like, okay, then. And she she like, knew it was coming. Fuck right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She instigated it. 
<laughs> played him. She just wanted to, to make sure she wasn't too rusty. How did she get home, by the way? Because she got there on, on the back of his bike. Did he just, like, GTA him? Like, knocked <laughs> him out? He was too scared, like, not to take her home on the bike. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. She might have got to kill him. Like, <laughs> She's just, like, hands around his throat on the entire way home. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking pulled the brake cord and garoshed it or whatever it is but eventually ridiculous German guy catches up to her somehow with the it's the, with the somehow they realise that she's on this the, network of neo-nazis yeah, yeah. <laughs> they realise that she's on the van the NNN yeah and they sort of track her down through that and they have this they have this sort of, it kind of feels like to me it was built up to be a big fight in like a shipyard type thing. Hmm. But I do feel like but, it was blinking, you missed it a little bit. Yeah. What happened to the family? Well, we'll the get family, to it. We'll get to it. I did like the guy though with the bulldozer that was like, I can't be arsed chasing around and jumping off and leaping off uh, crates and all this crap. I'll just come in with a fucking bulldozer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hit my own guy. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been me, like, I can't be asked for this. That would have been me as well, yeah. That looks like hard work. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? We're chasing a little kid that stabbed five people. Fuck that. Where's the crate? Get the crane lift. Yeah. Get after it. Have you fucking seen her? (laughs) I know, yeah. I'll try and knock her off. Also, I can't imagine that running across those things is stealthy quiet. I feel like they'd make noise. Yeah. I would if I did it. <laughs> yeah. But again, that that plays into like their little theatrical dance fight choreography. It's almost like ballet. Tiptoeing. True. Even the music sounds like it. It's like poetry. It's slightly it jazzed. It's a poet. Yeah, it's a poetry dance between neo Nazis and an albino girl. <laughs> was it? Was it ever like? Are we just being like? Like I don't know what's the word, maybe stereotypical. Yes. We're just assuming that they're bald, that because they're bald and German, of course they must be neo the, These like they were they full on skinhead like garb, weren't they? they I mean, they did oh, they're, seem they're just a little bit like American History X extras. Yeah, it's the whole. Not all skinheads are race are like neo Nazis, but all racists. Not all Germans are, you know going that way either but i don't know i think we are they did all have like but all tories are scum we we never saw any particularly nazi acts from them other than they were just chasing down this one girl so maybe which way did she go (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not putting that bit in the youtube video guys just assume what i've done With my directions. People can get that from the inference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so she actually fucking mercs one of them, which is a pretty badass kill. Well, she kind of mercs quite kill them all. She? Yeah, she doesn't kill that one, but she kind of gets a... Well, she bests best them all, doesn't she? Because in you the end... The one guy, though, that she has to stab five times, slash his throat, then stab him another three times. Pretty sure your energy's spent with him. Yeah, well, yeah. Move on I mean, to the next one. We don't know that there was more than one. It could have been a load of mirrors. All, like, <laughs> I couldn't tell you the difference. I think, I think there's another budget constraint. Like <laughs> same guy running round. You'll do. 
can you do how many different voices you can can you do? I don't know, four. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> You're getting paid for one though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm getting paid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, she kind of gets the best of them and does a runner. Because she then she ends up jumping into the into the water. Yeah. I was gonna say canal, but it looks big for a canal. Yeah. Like a ship canal type thing. Um, but then they capture the family, don't they, from that point? Yes, they, they do. So they capture then, the family, and then you see that uh, Kate Blanchett ends up coming in to interrogate them to find out that they're going to Berlin. From that point on, and I may have missed it, but we don't see the family after that, do we? No. no. What so we can only assume them? that they fucking got eaten. Well... I was going to say killed, but eaten. Okay. <laughs> we can only assume that. Um, no, we don't see him again. And it's the, 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 and the thing is, they, Kate Blanchett hired the Germans because they would do what she wasn't allowed to do anymore and kind of like, you know, kill kids. Yeah. So I, don't, I won't put it past them that they probably did just come because they're seeing the faces. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, it was just... you can't, can't it, see your face. I felt like it was a bit of a weird point for me where they, they kind of obviously built up this the whole story with the family relationship yeah, yeah i assumed it was going to end with her like going back to save him or something something like that yeah but it's kind of you know it, it builds up this family it builds up all their characters and everything and then they're kind of led into a trap effectively and then that's it for them it kind of ends it i was like that's really weird i, I don't it just kind of really threw me that did that they never was part resolved. of the rest of it again yeah yeah oh yeah exactly yeah, that's true. Okay, um, where's where's Kate Blanchett from? She's Australian, isn't she? Okay, I do not care for a Southern Bell accent. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't her actual accent. I'm fairly certain it wasn't. I didn't it's hate not it. Good, right? I did not like it at I all. It was fine. She got like re- good reviews for her accent, for like her performance, and her performance is fine as long as she doesn't speak. <laughs> I fucking hated it, honest to God. It was all over the place, I felt, at times as well. When she's silently shooting people, I'm A-OK. Yeah, Bob on, smashed it. <laughs> Big tick for me, Oscar, Oscar-worthy at shooting people. <laughs> Except at the very end when she moves her arm and somehow slips. But Yeah, that was a bit of a dodgy fall. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Blanchett, not your best work. I mean, to be fair, her best work is, like, up there, so... It's not the worst compliment. Like it's not the worst point you've ever given. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh yeah. So she does a runner. She gets to Germany from. No, that wasn't in Spain, was it? They left Spain. They said they were going to Leon, so maybe it was France. It doesn't matter. Berlin, Somewhere in Europe. She well, she ends up, up in Berlin, yeah. but they were going to take her as far as Leon. Yeah. Or somewhere in France. Could so? You, oh, you mean the showdown kind of. I, I couldn't tell you where that was to be fair. I don't know. There's so it's all in Europe. I remember it's the all... bit with the with the bit with the boys was in Spain. Spain, and then they go off again for a bit. Does that so bit, it... and then they end up in, in yeah. Berlin, so where's so... that bit? Is what I'm getting. Is what I'm thinking. Don't know. Pass. Don't know. Europe. Pass. You're exactly. It's Europe. Yeah. Mainland Europe. Uh, so yes, yeah, she gets to Germany, probably Berlin, meets some fucking, and this is where um, the the fairy tale kind of comes back into it because it goes into like this magical wonderland place. 
I wouldn't consider it a wonderland, but okay. Mr. Grimm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This mushrooms are upside down. It's, it's a wonderland. Yeah. And yeah, she needs rides are rusty, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one thing, by the way. Like, it gets to Berlin. To me, this was like, it was the, the how everybody in the 1980s viewed, like, East Germany, to me. Because yeah, it's like... Call of Duty map. It, yeah, or like, yeah, like that, like... Uh, what is it like the Pripyat map on Call of Duty where everything's yeah. just kind of abandoned and rusted and burnt out and there's like there's mountain, horse mountains still of rocking like somehow. trash everywhere and it's just sort of like I, I've been to Berlin it didn't, <laughs> it didn't look lovely. like that yeah it was quite nice did you not find Mr Grimm and his fairy tale land? <laughs> no well he was from <laughs> up by that the point, CIA wasn't love. It? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, um, but yeah it was just I, it really struck me as like this being quite almost stereotypical sort of Eastern Europe it's, kind it's of dated. They've kind I think that they kind of kind of tried to make it dated, but not said that it's dated. It seemed to me like when she came out of her came out into the world, like when she was in an internet cafe using a computer. That whole thing to me seemed like very nineties. Yeah. The flashback scene hmm. seemed very That's a good point. 80s. So I wondered if it was actually not a modern day film, but they've not actually established when it is it a modern day film. We see but, like cell phones and when you see the cell phones, they don't they don't have they're not flipping iPhones. They've all got they're little not, aerials and stuff. And, no, yeah, oh no, no, because she's a, she's a Blackberry. Really. She's a Blackberry, which is yeah. at the time was a this is my no. 15 years of mobile phones coming out here. I was going to say. Okay, um, that was out at the time when the film came out. So that's Bob on. I do feel like like it's almost given like a a timeless quality. Blackberry curve, 8520, you know, just for... (laughs) If anyone wants to buy one, give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) Probably got 10 upstairs. Very dated. I feel like I don't know if that's... Like the... the, the flashback scene, I think, is fantastic. I'm a massive fan of flashback scenes. If any, if you speak to Jason, he'll be like, for fuck's sake, she's put another bastard flashback in this fucking <laughs> film. I can't help it. I think it's... I love them, and people hate them, but I think they're a fantastic tool. And the flashback scene in this film is amazing. Normally, they look no different. They've made no effort. Hmm. You, might have, you might as well have had two characters just talking. But in this film, the flashback scene massively takes you well out of the time period. The characters are massively different. They've even put a filter on it to change it. Um, but again, the flashback scene sort of adds like 20 years. It doesn't quite tally with what the time is when it was made, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just... I like it like you say, though. It for you. I do think that it is sort of given like... Um... With the things that we've mentioned, you know, about some phones looking quite dated and then some phones looking fairly modern for the time. But then, like I say, you get to, to like Berlin, which, I mean, to be fair, if you're going to pick anywhere in Western Europe, it's kind of the the flashpoint, you know, of, of where East and Western Europe kind of meet, pre-1990 at least. So it's, it's almost given it that kind of aged look in that way, as though, like, this is, this is East Berlin in 
1985 or something like that you know it's yeah. it, it mixes all of those different things and it's it's quite interesting a bit weird how it's done that I don't know how mm. much of that was on purpose to be fair or I don't know but uh yeah I thought that that is kind of an interesting point that we've you've got there yeah oh we didn't mention by the way that Kate Blanchett um killed a mum so in the in in the flashback correct it's a mum and dad in the car, Kate Blanchett pops out, pops Whips a few. Out in, from a sign. Yeah, pops a few in the trunk. Of course, it's worth saying window. that at this point we find out that a dad isn't Eric Banner either. It was Bruce Willis the whole time, <laughs> yeah. all along. And he was dead. Yeah. He was dead <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, so we find out that she was actually part of some kind of experiment. Yeah, there's bits alluding to it. Like when she was trapped, she stole some documents. She was like, I've got this shit, but I don't really know what it means. I yeah. know what DNA is, but I don't know what. No. <laughs> yeah. I can't read other than those three letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the squares are confusing me. It's like, so don't yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> she's fucking there. Tell you what, like, she goes to that internet cafe and like, she acts it really well. She's like fucking like smacking the mouse to try and get it going. But she figures out what a space bar is pretty damn quick. <laughs> tell you that. Maybe that's like monkey brain kind of thing. We secretly like everybody knows what a space bar is. Maybe. Did you see off topic? Did any of you see the video of the um monkey that was trained to play punk? No. No. Using his brain. Using his brain as well. It's fucking unreal. I'll try and find it. It's the best video I've ever seen. Back you to better, the film. You've got to find it for me because I need to tweet this out now with the Yes, I know, so I want to see it. It's amazing. It's amazing. So they get into like we're going off topic. I'll send it. Yeah, I want to see a monkey play bong. <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, um, go on. So yeah, so it's not a dad. Yeah, so he finds out uh, she kind of overhears something at first, doesn't she? Between yeah. a German guy and Kate Blanchett, and. This is after she's met the weird magic guy. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get the, the timeline right in my head. Darren Brown in 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow lives in 1985's East Berlin. <laughs> lives in one of them shoe like uh, things. You know, when you went to the pub and they used to have like a shoe. Yeah, I used to have one of the arms, didn't they? Yes. You one of them. Yeah, he lives in the Sydney Arms shoe toy, but he's just made it bigger. I got scared of that as a kid. It's fucking well scary. If you've been trapped in there when it's raining, Jesus Christ, that water comes up like nobody's fucking business. (laughs) I tell you what, (laughs) nobody comes to save you because they're like, oh yeah, the kids are fine. Oh, we're fucking (laughs) not. We're drowning in here. Uh, like just bobbing for air. Because yeah, it's like a fucking sink pit as well. So it's, when it's yeah. raining in there, the bloody mud's going. You're halfway in the fucking mud and your mum's like, oh, don't worry, she's just taking shelter. No, get me out. <laughs> I'm not a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, so go on, Aaron. Continue. So it's not a dad. He so was yeah, it's not because eventually she confronts him at... Was it a grandmother's flat? Yeah, who's already dead because Mallory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they sort of meet there and he admits the truth. Basically, he's not her real dad. He loves her as though he was, but she was part of like a CIA program where like kids 
DNA was enhanced to be like a super soldier kind of thing. They basically, it wasn't successful, so they ended up uh, killing all the kids that kept her. She no, it got of, shut down. That was what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, effectively. Yeah. And so they, they sort of killed them all apart from her, and she kind of escapes type thing. And then by that point, the, the bad guys have arrived, haven't they? They sort of track mm-hmm, her down mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, they have a bit of a slap around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then... Eric... That, sorry, Go on. I just remembered like my favourite bit, like right at the start of the film. He just fucking wallops her in the face <laughs> and she goes flying. It's amazing. <laughs> sorry, go on. Oh, chi- child beating was your favourite bit, yeah? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, she goes as good as you get, so it's fine. To be fair, yeah, true. I don't think it's fine, though. Don't, well, don't if, beat if, your kids, if, people. If, if a 16-year-old's coming at me, <laughs> he's getting one back. He or she. You know, you've had a long day. You know, make your tea. Have a, do a bit of work. Smother your kids. Right? Wrong. Don't smother your kids. I'm going to smother you. <laughs> I see Lily every day. She's looking at me like, Stewie, our family guy. Like, oh, just leave this fucking skateboard. Oh, this cheeky piece of Lego. Oh, Dad, is that on your foot? What a shame. I know she's like 11 think, now and she's riding a trike up the stairs, like oh. Owen style. From not even yeah. It's like they're <laughs> fucking shining in our house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, after the slap round, the bad guys come. So they dart, he darts off, don't he? This is all Derek. Yeah, he kind of like works as a distraction type thing. Mm, mm. And he and gets... a rhinoceros. The slow motion sound that he does <laughs> when he runs into that car. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he manages to take down ridiculously German guy, mm-hmm. but then gets shot and by neo Nazi guy. And the neo Nazi, the one remaining neo Nazi guy yeah. by that point, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and uh, that, that's the slow mo fight as well that I was on about earlier on. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He takes them out. And then Mary's there. Marissa. I knew I was getting it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot your shot, you know. Yeah, yeah, Marissa's there. And she watches the whole thing. And don't don't shoot you until afterwards. She's a credit hog, that's why. She'd be like, Oh, found him. Oh, just shot him in the head. Never mind. Yeah. No, I never like let that, him tire himself out first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll let him enjoy themselves. She, yeah, because she shoots him and then uh, Hannah goes back to the magic person's house. Magic mushroom place. Magic mushroom place, correct. And discovers that magic mushroom man is dead, upside down. Correct? With arrows in him. With arrows yeah. in him, yeah, like that was it. Yeah. Robin Hood. Because this yeah. is the thing as well. So, for me, you kind of it's kind of suggested that uh, Tom Hollander's character is kind of introduced as like this kind of sick, twisted kind of badass person. And other yeah. than like he kind of like briefly tortures this bloke in Morocco to try and find out a bit more information, and then we see that he strung this bloke up and put some arrows into him. We don't really see him do anything else. Just whistles a lot. I think, I think that sadistically whistling at people and then stabbing them with arrows. I know that's pretty bad, but it's like it's I've not seen worse. Normal behaviour, though. No, 
Maybe it's just mm. my sort of. I know what you mean though, because like twisted standards on film, maybe. Yeah. Any I mean, any any of those dudes who've done that. Gluing them to like stuff. So. Yeah. Like, he does the he does the dirty work and nothing. Yeah. He doesn't get his hands that dirty. He's kind of like a really low budget sword. I was going to say, he's not sore, is he? That's what no. I'm getting Yeah, there. He's like a very low-budget sore that doesn't have enough super glue to super glue him to the chair, so he's got to just string him up and like, oh, fuck, we found some wood, let's stab him with that. Couldn't quite figure <laughs> out the timing mechanism on the head clamp yeah, thing. Yeah, so, I'm not yeah. really good with mechanical things, so let's <laughs> just stab them with a pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you, though. wasn't the threat that... That was it, I yeah. Him like, to be. Obviously, he was he was carrying some threat, but the way he was introduced to me, I, I kind of expected a lot worse from him. He was a bit more like mm. a hooligan than just yeah something more sinister. Yes, but he's dead by this point anyway. So um, yeah, screw him. It ends up in the final. Obviously, obviously, it's going to end up in a final confrontation between Marissa and Hannah. Liam, go on, talk us through because I know you've got notes on this. I don't even know. If I, oh. Hang on, I need to find my notes. So she's like, she's chasing them around a bit. And then, oh, yeah, this is where I've got my note about her eyebrows scaring me the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) This, like, one hour 45 into it, this is where you're like, oh, those eyebrows too much. Them eyebrows. I'm I'm turning this shit off. (laughs) So so she's chasing them around and she's like, she's running. And then she grabs the arrow out of his thingy, out of his body, and then darts off. And at first, I'm like, well, why don't you just use that hide and stab her? Because she's, like, creeping around the house. But she doesn't. She runs off. And then Mallory chases her. And then she, like, grabs some, like, rope or some shit, like some, like, elasticated rope. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Check off arrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's not going to make a bow and arrow somehow. I'm like, no, she can't do that. She's not that, that crafty. Or is she? She's like MacGyvering the shit out of that, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, somehow she does. You remember, like, you used to get, like, a pencil and, like, some elastic band you put between <laughs> your fingers and fling it in school. She basically does that. It comes like to a, a standoff. Yeah. yeah. It comes to a standoff. And Kate Blanche is like, I'm not going to shoot you. And I'm kind of thinking maybe she's not going to shoot her because she doesn't at first for a while. But she could have just got her. But Hannah spins round, fucking cool hand Luke style and pings this arrow right into her face. No, it wasn't. It was in the chest or somewhere while getting shot at the same time. However, it doesn't kill her. And this is where my notes come in, is they're fucking climbing all over the place. Hannah's got, like, a bullet wound. How the fuck is she, like, pulling herself up and shit? She's, like, super soldier. She's, like, Captain America. Yeah, I was going to say, she's Captain... literally bred for this shit. Yeah. Bullet, she, I see your bullet. I raise she you. Doesn't like have, Dennis and sling. She doesn't feel fear, but she still feels pain. And like, she felt pain at any point in any of it. <laughs> yeah. what, at she what point did you get that from this she film? Was like, yeah, it's true, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, mate. All right, fuck me then. She can <laughs> climb shit. Well, then she she climbs shit and then gets up to her. No, no, no. This is the thing. This is what wound me up. So Mallory's got the upper hand. Not Mallory. Maisie, Maisie's got the other hand. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, I try to think of other M names, but I can't think of any. Marley has got the other other hand. She's like, right, Malfoy. Malfoy has got the other <laughs> hand. She's like, I'm gonna, 
I'm Malfoy would be now. far too blonde. That's the other one, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is another. I didn't write down. So, um, Matilda's chasing, Hannah, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> and she, but she got these fucking heels on, and Hannah's fucking like Linford Christine out that building. She's like miles away. As a reference somehow, for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, she's keeping speed with her. Like, Carly, I've only worn heels a couple of times, but how hard is it to run in heels? Have you seen Dana Scully in the X-Files <laughs> fucking chase yeah. down invisible fucking people and ghosts? Yeah, she keeps up. Ain't no drama. Well, okay. So maybe it's a precedent for this then. Apparently heels are like, maybe they're like, you know, the Paralympics, the blades I feel like they should be. I did see Gillian Anderson kind of walk really fast for chocolate in heels and she moved fucking, like she was like a whippet. Well, it must she be because... Like, one end of the set, and then boom, you blink, she's eating chocolate. It was like the flash. <laughs> and she had her Dana Scully heels on. So I can vouch for the fact that that's doable. Well, you would imagine like that... If... Practice makes perfect things. Yeah? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you're like a CIA agent, pretty high up, and speed was an issue with heels on, she would just go barefoot. So the fact she didn't means yeah. obviously they are an advantage. So However, they're not an advantage on a slippery platform, apparently, because she yeah. stood there, stood absolutely perfectly still, moves her arm up, but for some reason, the foot slips, and you know she, she bails. She didn't have the tread. She didn't have the tread. No grip on her shoes. She no needs some Timberlands. She worn Timberland heels, would be fucking yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're going to go out, go out having some fun, she goes on a wicked Get slide, apparently. Get down the slide with some yeah. <laughs> Get some leaves in your hair. Um, but then this is when Carly's favorite bit comes in because we they bookend that shit. So you remember at the start that well-trained deer? Yeah. Well, she tried to kill that and fucked it. She missed the heart, so she shot it in the head. Guess so what? She, she shot missed human this time. and fucked it. <laughs> yeah. She missed the heart on Maisie <laughs> and shot her in the head. Madeline. And, and there it goes. That one. Hannah. Who? Madeline. Marina. I'm really struggling with their names. <laughs> Maddie. Eventually, um, I expect you're just going to say the right one by mistake. Marissa? Yeah. Fucking it, nailed it. He knew it all along, folks. <laughs> it's them high heels. <laughs> the high heels have got me. Um, yeah, then, boom, Hannah comes on the screen. And I was like, okay. Double tap. Double tap, yeah. Good film. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. So that's... I think the run yeah, through. I guess we kind of move on to oh, any overall thoughts we've got. Anything else you want to say? I think this is probably the second best film we've done so far on these on these podcasts. I'm trying to think what the best one is. I have to just throw out a quick note about the cinema. Sorry, yeah, we we because... we talk a lot. Go ahead. No, no, because. Another one of the reasons why, which is again technical and not audience, so eh, internet hate me. Um, if you just look at the scene where Eric and Hannah are in the flat chatting before she kicks his ass and fucks off, yep. if you just look at the background between them two characters, you've got Eric, his entire background is green and everything behind him is files, investigation, he's got, there's, there's like um, investigative boards with string matching some photos so this that's kind of that and the other if you look at hannah all that you have behind her is pastel curtains 
that are flowing in the wind. Just that scene on its own speaks to how fantastic the technological bit behind it is. Because in that scene alone, you can see the relationship between those two characters in that moment, done. It's like the opening scene. Some good blocking work going on there. See, I knew it was a good idea to bring Carly on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, no. good. Yeah, I like stuff like that when there's stuff that often I'll miss, but then you you like find it, you know, if you want our movies on Reddit and be like, being funny, don't details. forget, I've watched this film about two million times. So. <laughs> that is true. I'm like, oh, the curtains are nice. Oh, look at this. <laughs> it's fair, and I watched it once about a week ago. So, mm. yeah. But there's so many when you, if you've sat and watched it a few times and actually looked technically at it, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. But yeah, it has its flaws. But technically, god damn, good film. Cool. So give it a two out of five, yeah? <laughs> I'm feeling stingy. <laughs> I think that's a really good good summary of it, actually, yeah. Carly. I think, like, yeah, it's good. There's, like, it does have its flaws, but actually it's, it's an enjoyable film. I don't think there's anyone that could, well, probably someone, but I'd be hard-pressed to come out and be like, I didn't enjoy that because it is an enjoyable film. It's a good film. It's, a, it's, it's just not a fantastic re-watch. film, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's a good rewatch film. There are some mm. films where you have to spend a bit of time going what, what, back through them. What I'll say about it is I've, I've pulled up on some things that I said I wasn't particularly fond of, but it feels like everything in this film is done with intent, mm-hmm. except for the 180 degrees thing. I think that was just a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, still mad. But... Every every like the music choice, the camera angles, all the the editing, the colors, you know, everything. Yeah. yeah, everything's been done to be a certain way. So that's, I think you know, I think that's one thing that. I've I've realised as well as we've been talking about it more than anything is that this is probably a better technical film than it is sort story. of a, anything. Yeah, a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. than I is think it's of, a bit like Leon in that sense. If you've ever seen Leon. Hmm. The professional. Yeah, yeah. That's I think fair. In the same instance, if you watched Leon, 90% of people would not like that and they would find fault with it and they would not enjoy the story or anything. But if you actually sit and watch it from a technical point of view and give it a few watches, you love it because you mm. see the reason behind everything and it makes it more. And I think yeah. that's why people don't like Hannah because if you want an action film, if you want Die Hard, you watch Die Hard, you're done. Yeah. If you watch Hannah, you've got to watch it five times before you notice certain things. Yeah. Which, okay. obviously, you don't want as an audience just buying a ticket watching a film. It's a bit like how, um, you know, only smart people get Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking the piss. It's taking the piss. But no, you're totally what right. what happens like... at the end of The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I totally get you. Yeah, I can see that, and I, it's stuff like that that also makes films worth what like certain stuff worth rewatching. Like when I always talk like talk to these guys about is not a film, but Arrested Development. As if you've seen that the mm-hmm. comedy TV show, yeah. I've seen that ten times through. But there'll always be something new that I've yeah. not noticed in the background or not picked up on a line that's yeah. a complete throwaway that makes me chuckle. Whatever. 
So the stuff like that is, you know, there's there are these sort of I want to say cult, but yeah, but you know, hidden, yeah, yeah, kind of meanings. Mm. So yeah, I, I go with that. That it, you know, I've only watched it once. I can't say it is myself, but it probably could be definitely. Any finals, Aaron? Um, not really. I think we've kind of summed it up pretty well there. Um, so move on to my rating for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I say, given it's normally out of five, I give it three point five. So that's okay. for me. That's kind of um, it's obviously better than average because average generally we give to be about three. Mm-hmm. Um, four is going to be. It's not quite my favourite film, but it's going to be something I really enjoyed and would probably go back to, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of in between that. It's it's better than average, but it's not going to be necessarily something, something I'm going to be immediately go to rewatch again. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Liam? I was, I um, think along the same lines. I, my initial thought was three, as, as in, you know, assuming two and a half is Bob in the middle, it's better than 50. But I think if you double it, it's not, it's better than a six out of 10. It's probably maybe for me, falls just short of a seven, but I would give it three and a half as well because it's better than a three, if that makes sense. Just yeah. a little bit. We're yeah. aligned. We're aligned. And um, as usual, we've not got to four yet. No, I, I got the feeling. I'm that... gonna ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I got the feeling that Carly may have a slightly different ref uh, yes. score than we do. No, to be fair right. though, it's only a four. I wouldn't. Okay. Even though this is one of my favourite films, I wouldn't give it a five out of five because hmm. there are issues in it. I mean, the five out of five is like. Flawed, I would have liked to have seen more of certain relationships, for example, Keller and um, God, even I can't say your name now. Kate Blanchett. Morgan. Um, yeah, Marissa. <laughs> Maggie. Yeah. Maggie. Maggie. Maggie and Eric. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen more of the history of why mm-hmm. they were so angry at each other. Um, but technically, I'd give it a four. I mean, and that's fair because I mean, I suppose a five out of five is masterpiece. So, yeah, there are, there are films that I think are, yeah, there's films out there I think are arguably some of the best films ever made, but they're not my favorite films. I was going to say, so that's uh, this is a um, sort of interesting point I have, and it's something I've been thinking about quite a bit recently. Are you, are you giving this a four out of four as a objective standpoint then? Okay. Film, yeah. Film's very subjective. I mean, I'm not being funny. On a podcast, I gave Titanic two. <laughs> yeah. You know, that I feels more that subjective. A nine out of than, 10. Yeah. Because mm. I enjoyed that film. It's stupid, but I enjoyed that fucking film because it's crap. Yeah. That's why I like it. <laughs> um, but objectively, it's like a fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> um, this just... film to me. I enjoy it. It's one of my favourite films. But I can also see the issues with it. Mm. Which is why I would give it a four. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm just trying to think of something that I've seen recently that I would probably give, you know, four and a half, five out of five. And yeah, I know it's not a four and a half, five out of five film, but to me it is. Um, yeah, that's, I can't that's think of anything. Yeah. That's and I'm just wondering if careful of that's is, where it falls for you, maybe. Yeah, 
I don't know. When, when we first started the podcast, I was like, oh, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, and then realised that's just for me. It's not. I don't think there's, any, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. Yeah. yeah. But I think you do have to take everything into... If you're going to lecture people about the ins and outs of it, then you have to judge it on that as well. I can't go, well, Titanic 2 is a 10 out of 10, even though it's shit and old low-budget stuff and it wasn't even this and it wasn't even that and they doubled the extras and the CGI isn't working. I've got to account for that. Um, I'm just thinking, so I think probably my best example would be Annihilation. I don't know if everybody saw that. That's the alien ones with plants, right? Yeah. No, that's the... Is that the happening or is... No, well, no, there is... No, the Earth ones with plants. Yeah, yeah, this is the one with Natalie Portman. It's got a shield wall, right? Yeah, and Jennifer Jason Oh, I Lee. haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so it came out, what, two, three years ago yeah. now? Mm. And it's kind of... It looks so strange. It really is strange. It's by um, Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina, and that kind of... So he's kind of into his sci-fi. He does a lot of his sci-fi mm. anyway. That's kind of his thing. And... I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought that it was really inventive. The story was engaging, if not entirely like, you know, you kind of knew a little bit where it was going, to be fair. But for me, that is a, that was a five out of five film because I loved every minute of it. I thought it was really brilliant. And But yeah, at the same time, I can sort of understand that is not the best film. You know, it's not mm. even maybe that year, but for me, I enjoy it the most. So... Yeah, I sort of yeah. This is my point of like subjective versus objective. Yeah. So I think my score is generally going to be a little bit more subjective, whereas I feel like you're it's, saying it's a bit more objective. Yeah, but it's hard. But I mean, if I when I first watched Hannah, my my score personally would have been like two out of five. Okay. I yeah. um, I was disappointed going to pay at cinema to watch this. It was only I had to pay money for this. I was like, yeah, I paid like fucking. It's not even three D. I can't even see everything. <laughs> can't see Eric's no balls corner of my face. Stuff. What is this about? Um, but over the years of watching it, I've as I've learned more. To be honest, as I've learned more, because I watched it as an audience member and wasn't really that impressed. As I've learned more from a filmmaking point of view, learned stuff from Jason, learned stuff from Mark, learned stuff from Troy had my own experiences. Now, I'm like, it's a four out of five film, technically, because I understand the whole aspect of making it, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 it does, yeah, definitely. That's Would you, or have you seen the um, the series? Would you watch watched, or have you seen? haven't watched it yet. I've purposely put it off, because I like the film a lot. Hmm. And I had a lot of other series that I would have preferred to watch for my own enjoyment. Yeah. I do want to, but I'm not in a rush. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that about wraps up Hannah for me. I don't know if you guys have any, any parting thoughts. No, not about this. I have thoughts. <laughs> I mean, generally, sometimes. Yeah. But not about this film. Carly? I'm all good. Okay, so cool. R- remind us once more, where can people find you? What should they be looking out for? What should they be listening for? And all that jazz. Plug Every yourself. goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. We'd really like it if people went to our YouTube. We need some subscribers. That'd be nice. That's a new thing we're doing. Now. I'm going to do it right now. Can you see what that, is... both of you, right now? 
Yep. YouTube.com. Um, what am I searching on YouTube? Search Resurrection Films. We should come up fairly close to the top. Resurrection Films. LLC. We have a nice big logo of the Phoenix. Yeah. That's the one. Subscribe. Oh. Um, the podcast mm-hmm. is going from strength to strength, to strength surprisingly. And the podcast um, is called one more time. The Speakeasy Noir cast. Okay. Um, um, we're actually casting for a film at the minute. So oh, I'll be in it. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get that back on track. I was yeah. sick catch back in the day. I'll do some, I'll do some extra work or whatever for you. Yeah. I've got we videos to prove that's not true. Well, we're trying to do, to be fair, we're trying to do an anthology of a couple of different shorts that we have. We're trying to do um, a horror film that we had pre-COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do Room 19, which will star Lance Henriksen. Sick. All Lance yeah. back to his friends. And Joe Flanagan yeah. from Stargate Atlantis. And Cleo yeah. Scott from Millennium. We got a really good cast. Nora. Yeah, really good cast. We just say uh, it's a bit of a complicated shoot, so might might show them up a little bit though. You know, yeah, from, uh, well, yeah, you yeah. can be a uh, radio voiceover guy number six. <laughs> six. You saying I got a face for the radio? Fuck me, thanks, Carly. No, it's obviously <laughs> going to be modern. Like it be Alexa, it be your face. You'll be Alexa. Oh, okay, okay. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm up for um, Radio Voice number six, without a doubt. Yeah, and we've got another book coming out as well. Yeah? What's the book called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Dark Side of Acting Up, a complete collection. Because we've done volume one, volume two. We're going to do a complete collection, which is all of them included, with loads of extra um, painting. That's it. And if someone wanted to find you specifically, where would they find you? You on Twitter? In the pub. So it's the best also, answer. Also on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and what's your what's your Twitter handle? Street scribes. That's with a Z, right? Yeah, I think I did it with a Z to be funky. I'm sure. Yeah. That funky. It's funky. <laughs> yeah. It's for people our age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> all the all the thirty year olds will find me. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Cool. Ace. Aaron, take us away. Where can, oh, so, should, do, you, do I do the end bits or do you do the end bits? You normally do, but it's fine. I don't mind doing them. You do it. You do yeah. So we are on Twitter, which is at LTANpod. We are also, we've got an email address, which is let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube as well by searching let's talk about nothing. Liam occasionally updates that with videos. Occasionally. Oh, well, subscribe to that. Yeah. Do it. There might be a new gaming one soon. I've been collecting my. Um, I'm trying to hit gold on the crossbow. It's not going well, but I'm try- it might be one soon. I'll do it. I'll do a um, little one of this as well for us, so we can get everyone can see Carly's beautiful face. That might blur out. I mean, fucking hazard warning, people. <laughs> yeah. Put hazard warning on that shit. <laughs> I'm not getting sued for scaring. People. Oh, yeah. if you didn't, if you just said that, Liam, I'd have tinted my eyebrows blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, guys like and subscribe thank you very much for listening thank you carly for joining us it's been lovely to see you again and speak yeah, to you. So nice. but aaron what do we say at the end of every episode cut yeah you never do that it's just me yeah